Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your inside look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. I'm John, and hopefully this one sounds a lot better than episode seven. I know it won't taste as good. This one, we're focusing on low-calorie beers, and honestly, that doesn't really have to taste bad. Uh, The low-calorie beer is not a topic I ever thought I would be discussing, or at least for the next 20 years, but the beer world is moving in this direction, and we think it tastes great. And I'm Harrison, and we've done it again this week, and what's better than two beers? Four beers. Simple math. And when better to indulge than on a podcast and we're, as John said, focused on this kind of low-cal, low-ABV IPA craze that's here now and hopefully here to stay. So I've personally had two of these beers before, uh, but one of the ones I haven't had, I've been very excited to try is its beer's big brother, if you will, is really one of the best go-to IPAs out there. So excited to see what a kind of smaller version to, uh, of it uh, is going to taste like. And I'm pretty thirsty too. It's a good time to be having lots of drinks in front of us. Good to know it won't uh, be thirsty for much longer. But first, as a reminder, Drinking Socially is released every Wednesday, every other Wednesday morning, excuse me, can be found at podcast.untapped.com. Or wherever you listen to podcasts or even YouTube at this point. I'm right. really excited to get into these beers with you, Harrison. And hopefully if you're listening, uh, go ahead and click the subscribe button wherever you do listen so you can get a notification whenever we release a new episode. Yeah. And you know, we've been doing something pretty cool this uh, this season. Quick little weekend catch up before we dive into the beers. And uh, this week I'm going to ask John kind of what he's been up to and if he's had some cool beer thoughts or beer experiences or just beers that uh, stood out and uh, want to share with us. Yeah, thanks, Harrison. For me, it's, um, I mean, I I don't want to say that these are exciting times because they certainly are not. But one thing that has been really, uh, that I really have enjoyed is seeing how businesses have kind of really fast and adapted and evolved. And uh, the takeaway for me is that not only does it feel like my local businesses care about my safety, but they allow me to order beer on the internet and it gets delivered to my house mm-hmm. for an old, for an old <laughs> introvert. Uh, that's been really good. I had, I had some beer dropped off over the weekend. Um, I was able to go on untapped and see what, you know, cans and bottles they had. And, um, for me, it was great. It was a really warm weekend where I am. So I was drinking Westbrook's key lime pie, Gosa, and it was it was even more satisfying. It felt a little bit like a return to normalcy, which I, we're probably a ways off from. And I'm, I'm dreading what happens when I have to start getting into some of the beers that I've cellared way too long. What about you, Harrison? Have yeah, you, yeah. Have you have you opened any up? Yeah, not yet. Not out of the cellar. I have a couple that I've moved from the cellar to the fridge, which it would seem like progress, like I'm moving forward and we'll soon drink them, but they may go back into the cellar in a month and a half. It's kind of this dance I do <laughs> between, oh, this will be good. I'm excited to, well, I don't want to drink that tonight. Every time I look at it, it looks like too much uh, too much of a commitment, a large, you know, 22-ounce bottle of a 17% barley wine that, you know, was around 10 years ago or at least 10 years ago. So, um, but we'll get there. But really, uh, to kind of echo what you were saying about this, the kind of changes we've been seeing, this whole delivery beer to your door is it's pretty wild. It's great to kind of support your local community while not going out into it. I did it for the first time today. Uh, and it was, it was, a, it was a trip. My dog started barking in the afternoon and I was like, wonder what that is. And, and looked out the front door and there was a case of 
beer sitting there. Like the beer fairy had just dropped it off and I grabbed it and tucked it in the fridge. So um, definitely uh, could get used to that pretty quick. Um, uh, but really excited that there's a way to kind of, you know, keep everyone uh, a safe distance. We'll still be able to access new beers, support small businesses, all that stuff. Uh, it's important and really cool to see how many people have uh, taken that in stride and quickly adapted to it so they can uh, keep going and, uh, yeah, and provide an awesome service to, um, to their fans and their community. It's great. And before, obviously, beer delivery may or may not be available in your mm-hmm. area. You may be uh, fortunate enough to to be kind of already used to that. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are new to it, it's it's great. Um, before that happened, Harrison and I were fortunate enough to be able to collaborate on what beers we we're going to be doing for this podcast, yeah. and they're all kind of widely available enough where he was able to schedule time to go pick them up from a local bottle shop. And I actually found all these on the shelf at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that was definitely Um, a consideration looking at this stuff as we kind of been tracking these low calorie IPAs for a while since last season, we were kind of talking about them, seeing a few pop up and um, kind of been making a, a, a pick list, if you will, since then. And yeah, lucky that we were able to find them um pretty easily um uh yeah kind of all over the place and hope you guys can too uh too yeah it's gonna be cool but i'm excited to drink them it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic so outside of the introduction harrison let's get to at least my favorite part yes um what's the what's the first one we're drinking that's right so beer number one is gonna be daytime ipa by lagunitas um which is a technically an ipa a session ipa comes in at about four percent listed at 31 IBUs. And from Lagunitas, they say this beer is achieved what we all hope for ourselves to be made new again. So that's right. Daytime, if you remember, they used, they released this a couple years ago in bottles, a little bit different. And they called it a micro IPA, I think, at the time, and kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, reference to now what we're just calling session or locale IPAs. Uh, before that was even really a thing. Uh, but they say that, uh, there is freedom in burning down the house of expectations and it uh, confers an undeniable likeness to being. Okay. We didn't invent these truths. They invented us. So Lagunitas do what Lagunitas does and spitting rhymes and riddles, but also making great beer. So this is one of the ones I've had before, but I'm excited. It's been at least since last summer. So pumped to get in here and, and check it out. But let's, let's open these guys up. Wow. Few few people can give a beer description like Lagunitas can. Um, yeah. I the I remember the first time like reading on the side of the bottle, just thinking these guys are nuts, but this is great. <laughs> exactly, right. That was a similar. I had a similar sentiment of like, yeah, right. What are they saying? And if you ever enjoyed uh, the videos that Jeremy, their beer monster, brew monster, was who's like their head brewer, he does on. Uh, online when he talks about these beers and drinks them it's uh it's a lot of fun he is a funny funny dude and definitely embodies kind of the vibe uh that lagunitas has uh, built their brand around so if you haven't checked him out uh, definitely worth uh worth a follow and a and a look and a listen all right cool so this guy poured out cr- pretty crystal clear looks like super i mean straw yellow big old fluffy head Looking at John's and the I can look at this. I can see Harrison in, right. in the Zoom meeting through see, this beer. I can see everything. Wow, this is looks. I'm loving this the look of it. 
Ooh, beautiful. The uh, like a clean, crisp white head. It, the the head of this beer makes me think I'm I'm drinking a German beer. Right. It looks You're right. It looks gorgeous. Yours does look very uh, kind of Keller beer esque, big and fluffy. Let's check it out. Oh, the obligatory silence as I Ooh. try and take this apart. Ah, that's got okay. This has like a real like lupulin aftertaste, mm. like a really bi- like there's maybe maybe I maybe I, I should go back for a second <laughs> sip, but. <laughs> I got like it. It reminds me of like uh, like throwing hot pellets into a boil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's like a piney hit, and it's very like raw almost. Like it's yeah, you kind of feels like you're smelling hops in your hands, which is so pretty pungent. Yes, but, but very like I mean, obviously, we're gonna say drinkable too much. If if you're playing a drinking game right now, and the word of the day is drinkable. <laughs> Don't do that. It shouldn't be the word you use to play along with us at home because um, we're going to say it a lot. You won't make it to right? the – You won't make, make it, it to beer two. It will be – this is uh, – but this is, it, it is. And that was, you know, I think important to say. They definitely accomplished that right out of the gate. I took like uh, – my sip was more of a chug and the beer is half gone, which is always a good like <laughs> a good first impression if your first sip goes a little bit longer than, than normal. Usually means immediately there's a – there's something good there that uh, uh, that kind of can't be something even put into words. But this is, yeah. So we're and also something we should say we're doing something a little bit fun and different today with the summer coming up. As we drink these four beers, we're you know we're going to kind of pair them with common summer activities as we drink through them and talk about them. Um, we picked kind of like uh, for the four categories to try and drop these guys into like the poolside beer when it's like 90 plus down really hot. We've got then the barbecue beer or maybe when the in-laws come up over and, you know, you're, you're hiding outside, just, just tended to the grill. Just, I'm going to flip the burgers again. What's that beer you drink then? The lawn beer, a perennial favorite, something that I take a lot of time each spring choosing the lawn beer of that year. That's a, that's a classification. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And tonight is going to be good research towards that. And then kind of like the the beer we're all enjoying now, the work from home beer or the office happy hour, virtual happy hour beer, something that's easy drinking go to. So um, we're kind of going to think about those four categories today as you enjoy these beers and maybe pair them up uh, with an activity of sorts uh, that best fits uh, best fits them. So this is early with all the the kind of like pungent, I guess you would say piney for sure. Although the nose is very grapefruity, which a lot of their beers are. They're so known for that, like the grapefruit nose. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have got that unless you had mentioned it as I was trying to right. to breathe this in. But it, man, as soon as you did, it was like pithy mm-hmm. grapefruit rind. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, the hard part is that all of these beers are going to be a great fit for know, all of for those all of activities. Exactly. So it may so, be arbitrary, but we're going to try and choose the best. Exactly. Exactly. So this is an early runner for this is an easy four percent this is an easy boom lawnmower beer but i'm not committing to that yet but i'm saying that's the one (laughs) that's the one right now if i had to in that first gulp i had i can envision myself on the john deere just blindly riding through the bushes doing a little bit of landscaping Mowing the same line in the yard (laughs) over and over again again. where's your father i don't know when he's in when he runs out it's dark out um but yeah this is uh this is this is great and i mean again so let's take a look at this guy on untapped um so 
almost a quarter million check-ins, 226,000 check-ins total, 169,000 unique, almost 3,000 this month. Um, and again, this beer has kind of been reinvented. So I don't know. It looks like, yeah, so they had, so I said micro. They used to call this fra- a fractional IPA when they first released yes, it. Yes, that's what I remember. That was, the, I think in their description, they t- they talked about it as a micro IPA, but they literally called it a, uh, as part of the actual beer's name, a fractional IPA. And I loved that. When that first came out, I was like, yes, it was around the time Founders All Day was kind of asserting itself as a new and exciting thing. And then Lagny's came in with something that was like even more um, sessionable. So that was a cool, cool time. But yeah, this is it's definitely different than that beer as far as I remember um, in that it's very light. It's very it's this is a grapefruit, extremely light um, and really just kind of like the grapefruit note is the one that sings the most for me. And of of that, this this is the beer that it has the most monthly activity nice. on Untapped. It edges out uh, all of them by at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I that I've really liked about seeing people check in with the Untapped at Home option. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of my friends check into this beer, even like in the last two or three days, nice. Christine checked into it and said, nailed it. Nice. Um, she was checking in hashtag flatten the curve. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry checked into it a few, t- a few times in the same day. So <laughs> there you go. It's you, working. Barry. <laughs> um, that's always, I think it's always cool to see with, with a beer that gets enough distribution like this, like, um, where where you can see some of your friends that have had it, not just had it, but had it in in the same couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully as you have as well. Or, or if you don't, look for people that just had this beer, and if you like the review, send them a friend request or add me and Harrison. Yes, yeah. uh, we'll try. We'll try and keep up. That's with right. You. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll do our best. But yeah, this is right. Yeah, you're right. Barry, Barry's enjoying the. Uh Heck out of this guy. That's great. I can see a few people checking into variants yeah. on Untapped as well. The one that really caught my eye was Thai lime, um, lemongrass, some sort of root I won't pronounce correctly, and turmeric. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I don't know if this is a cask or, or a very limited run, but this this beer already tastes like summer. Adding a little bit of lime to it, that's not, a, I'm not, that's not wrong. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're talking about. That's pretty cool. Yes, right. Thai, lime peel, lemongrass, some kind of cool root, and turmeric. Gotta be a kid. Some, some kind of cool root. <laughs> Another thing, I, I don't I don't actually check this very often, but after last episode when we did the Mount Beermore update and I looked at Saranac Disruption, yeah. which was a beer I put on my Mount Beermore, I'm the most loyal drinker for that particular right. beer. And I I think that's that's pretty unique i don't i don't often check into the same beer a lot but it made me start looking and one cool part about this particular beer is the most loyal drinker is tony p he's checked it in 138 times number two is tony b and he's checked it in 125 times so he's like he's only a 12 pack away (laughs) the battle of the tonys this is great Um, and and tony is the uh, lagunitas founder is he not i'm pretty sure tony p or Tony B. Um, n- neither of these Tonys, I, I think, but I want to say uh, the original genius behind Lagunitas is a man named Tony who loved music and uh, and learned to love how to make beer as well. Yeah, there are a couple guys. I could be wrong. Couple. I think I heard this story from an untapped sales rep, though, 
or an, oh, you're uh, right. a Lagunitas yeah, skills yeah, no, rep, yeah. Tony, Tony McGee, yep. You founded it in 1993, John. Yes, you are yes. on the money. Um, if that's right, then I'll share the other part of the story I heard from his sales rep was that it, they'd started brewing in Petaluma. I think that was where they set up first. And when they were going to be moving to their new location, Tony throws this awesome like music concert. Everybody come in and the beer's free and everybody's hanging out at the tap room. And he's like, all right, everybody that's here, I need you to just grab the heaviest thing you can find. And we're going to carry it down the street to the new tap room. <laughs> and um, my, my, much like every friend right. that needs help moving his apartment, surprise. Tony just did it with a better surprise and a lot more class right. with free beer. That's amazing. I love that that uh, what a smart guy sure free free move and everyone gets beer oh that's awesome as, I, as i'm finishing this beer uh probably really quick but we've got four to get through yep. um harrison let's run through a quick catch up on untapped social media yes there's been some cool things we've done um i you and i got to share and a couple of virtual happy hours with Greg mm-hmm. got to see some uh, people from uh, from the Facebook group drinking socially. Yeah. And uh, there's another one coming up. Uh, I think we're doing them every Thursday, at least through April. That's right. That's the plan. It's 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Do virtual happy hour on Facebook. Uh, right now, we do a Facebook live event. So if you're free at 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays, check out Untamp's Facebook and we can uh, connect with you guys there and you can ask Greg and then the, whoever the other guests are that week. We're going to probably rotate around with some pretty cool people um, in the works that I've heard whispers about. So definitely worth a look and a listen. Um, but And you can get in there and ask questions of Greg or whoever else he has as, uh, as guests that day. But it was really fun to be part of the inaugural one. And um, and yeah, again, just kind of see when, when we asked everyone, you know, listening, what do you guys doing right now? And the, the kind of chat exploded with a lot of really cool beers um, some which have been on my wish list forever. Cool to know that. Holy cow! Uh, I got I got really jealous yeah. really fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I feel like everyone but me has a has a dark lord sitting in their closet. Everyone and they just but they and they're always bringing it out whenever we do these things. And I just kind of sit sit sadly without one. <laughs> uh, I I I agree, and I feel your pain. There was a lot of. <laughs> Um, I think the term is flexing. Right. There was a lot of flexing being done in that in that check-in feed. It was great. We could at, at that point we were able to check in at the Untapped at Home venue, mm-hmm. and I got to got to see them all again. Um, yeah. The last happy hour was actually Kyle Roderick, who used to do the podcast before you and I uh, kind of jumped yeah. on. And Brandon Walker, who is the person that actually hired me, and I yep, think you as exactly well, Harrison. Right. That's right. They'll be in there. Yeah, they just did the exactly right, the most recent one. So, really cool, smart guys who have a lot of fun stuff to to share with everybody. So that's uh, that's great. And yeah, like I said, just kind of tune in, follow us on all our social media. You'll kind of be alerted there um, a day or so ahead of time who we'll be having in that week. But uh, but it's been a lot of fun so far. The Untapped at Home check-in venue i just wanted to give that a quick shout out by the time you're listening to this it'll be over a million different beers checked in and um i went in just to kind of check really quick the most popular checked in beer at home is guinness nice which isn't surprising guinness gets an absurd amount of check-ins on untapped 
but one thing that did surprise me, the most popular checked in, if we say craft beer in a different light, uh, was Sierra Nevada's 40th yes. happy anniversary. That's awesome. I can't, it's hard to believe that brewery's 40, 40 years old. Right? Isn't that cool? And amazing, I know, and still as, if not more so, relevant now. It's certainly actually more so. In the beginning, there's all this, Ken has all these great stories about how they couldn't give away pale ale because people didn't understand <laughs> why the beer tasted that way. And there were a few places in New York and San Francisco and uh, and elsewhere that were like, all right, we, we get it. And we, you know, people are actually drinking it. And that's how it started. No internet, you know, all grassroots, like true underdog story. Um, and yeah, it, doing it the right way for, for four decades. It's, uh, again, I could talk about Sierra about all day. I won't. That's another podcast, but yes, that beer is that's, awesome. That's an extended right? director's cut. <laughs> yeah. Great West coast IPA. If you haven't, haven't had it yet, grab it while you can. It is their seasonal. So it's phasing out now, um, towards, uh, in, in April. It should be uh, should be moving along to their next one. And then so coming up after Lagunitas Daytime, the next one in our cadence is Flyjack from yes. Firestone Walker. Sweet. And this is the first time I'll have had this beer. Um, and honestly, the first time, maybe not the first Firestone Walker, but they're really new to me. They just got to North Carolina not long ago. This one reads a uh, session IPA, which is going to be the theme of the night. It's 4% alcohol. Mm -hmm. They actually listed it 25 IBUs, and the notes read everything you want from a hazy IPA with nothing to weigh you down. This is Flyjack Firestone Walker's new 96-calorie beer. Maximum flavor, minimal calories, no compromises uh, would, would be a perfect commercial for this beer. Yes. And it's it's amazing what these breweries are doing with 100 calories in a beer. I don't want to talk about how many calories are in some of the triple uh, yeah. lactose IPAs that I drink. <laughs> but the this is a way to drink a beer that tastes like something you love right. without uh, without having to stop after two. Right. Yeah, exactly. I know. And that's kind of the love of it and the the world. This is the world that John and I have been wanting to live in forever is, right, things you can – that taste good that you can – enjoy more than just two in this you know if you're a fan of firestone walker you know this is flyjack their hazy india pale ales it says on their the can or a session ipa they have union jack which is their ipa double jack which is a double ipa so definitely jack is the theme um uh for sure it can be traced through you know a lot of their beers and they also are really well known for their luponic distortion series which is great to kind of rotating IPA yeah, that each yep. time it comes out has different hops in it. So I, yeah, it, it's, I remember when they came to the Philly market, it was awesome. I actually got to meet their head brewer at an event. It was a, a cool guy. Um, and yeah, I, I really like what they do. I think everything they make is very good. They're, they're known well for their, uh, uh, for their IPAs, but also like their stouts, their barrel aged stuff. Um, they have an impressive now multiple breweries that, uh, kind of all over the, the uh, mostly, I think, just all in California. Um, and Paso Robles is the uh, headquarters of them, but they have one in San Diego, I think, and a couple other spots. So, or maybe uh, Venice Beach. But anyway, let's just jump into this guy. This is going to be this is going to be delicious. Bam! All right. I can hear a can open from across the internet. Sure, yeah, right, exactly. Good. Ooh. Honestly, I'm surprised this 
looks really close to the Lagunitas beer in terms yeah. of uh, color. It's maybe a little bit, I wouldn't call it necessarily hazy, but cloudier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's, is, that's, I mean, that's, right. that's pretty. It is. I mean, I would say it is hazier than, uh, than, than uh, daytime for sure. Um, although, yeah, definitely you can't see all the way through it. It's got a nice kind of chill haze to it. A bunch of tiny little bubbles. They're really, really bubbling away, almost champagne-y. Um, ooh. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing how much different this beer is. Just I haven't even tasted it yet, just pouring it out of the can. Yeah, it's very stone fruity. There's like a starburst note happening in the nose right away. Let's take a sip. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. starburst. Wow. Um, so like uh, hmm. like fruity pebbles. Right. Fruity pebbly. Also completely different mouthfeel. And I'm going to go out on not not much of a limb here and say this probably has some oats in it, which is giving it a lot of that haze. Um, and those also yep. have a lot of unfermentable sugars, which can give beers um, more of a mouthfeel. Uh, which is pretty cool, but they're still able to keep it at yeah, like ninety six calories, which is also impressive. So, um, I mean, this is definitely like a science. I've always said, like one of the, if you want to get a feel for uh, a brewery's kind of technical prowess, have a lager from them, a beer that's clean that you can't hide behind hand hide any off flavors behind a mountain of hops and stuff. Um, this though is is similarly a, a very simple, straightforward beer that. Right, like it has to be very, very well made. Uh, there, you can't hide this behind quadruple dry hop things and goofy yeasts and, and all that stuff. It's it's great. The mouthfeel is what gets me most excited, though, where it does not taste like a super light beer um, at all. Um, mm. I, I agree. The biggest, for me, the biggest difference is this reminds me more of the beers that I drink when I go out right. to a brewery. Right. This, it, the, it, the flavor on there is – it matches. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, – I, I'm, I'm incorrect in saying that it matches a New England IPA, but it feels less far away. Right, exactly. I think, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, right? It feels like it's – right, like it's right – yeah, like it's right there. Like it's, I would not, I wouldn't guess it was four percent. I guess it'd probably be low, low ABV. But the like the actual mouthfeel of it really kind of throws you off a bit. Um, and thinking that it's a ninety-six calorie, four percent, extremely sessional beer. This is great. This is the kind of stuff that just like you want to drink. I, I mean, I'm, it's tough to mass produce cask beer, but man, give me a hand pump of this guy. Uh, I'd love to check that out because this is again a lot of the you know es a lot of the best bitters and English bitters are three point seven percent four percent they're low ABV beers but the natural carbonation you get from cask conditioning something adds a, a different kind of body to it where it doesn't taste like a thin beer it's it's a full bodied drink out of the hand pump and this would be really cool to have. Uh, have served up uh, out of the cask. So that is now become, as you're hearing me describe it, something I'm putting on a list of, I'm going to look for for casks of of all these session IPAs now. And um, a, a small crusade I'll be going on now until until it's accomplished. Uh, but that's uh, this is cool. This is great. And I, I think one of, for me, if you've listened to the show, you know I'm just a total nerd for this stuff. But I love 
that we're trying four of these on paper, almost identical beers, but we're two in and much. It reminds me of the Oktoberfest episode yeah. where even though these are, they're 4%, hundred calories, session IPAs already, you na- the mouthfeel right. on this one, it's lingering. Oh, really I, it's different. the oats I would mm-hmm. presume, but there's mm-hmm. uh, such a different texture going on here. Absolutely. Drinkable yeah, yeah. for those of yeah. you playing at home. Drinkable, drinkable. There you go. Um, and, you know, as as we're playing along, this one, I don't know if it's the mouthfeel, how buoyant this beer feels, but I'm thinking this is my poolside beer as of now. Early front runner poolside beer. Something about uh, just how it kind of floats in your mouth like a, like a good old uh, inflatable pool lounge mat, whatever those things are called. Just waiting, just waiting to see where you're going <laughs> with that one. This is... Uh, this is great while still being refreshing for sitting in the hot, uh, the hot sun, bubbling away in uh, in a pool. It's gonna, it can happen here. It's great. It's not cloying no. at all. It's I, it, you could. This is a beer that you could. Maybe, I don't know if it's age or, or the beer world, but it's hard for me to drink a six pack, especially if I'm thinking of sixteen point nine ounce cans at eight percent. Right. No way. Um, it's. I, as much as I would love to live that life again, <laughs> right. I am too right. old for right. that. Right. This this at least allows me to build a proper can pyramid and and drink right. drink all exactly. six of them. Man, that's good. That's really cool. You wouldn't. I was not expecting it to taste as full bodied as it does when I looked at it, and it's that's impressive. That's great. This is a uh, yeah, nice lacing as I'm rocking the glass around. This is fantastic. I wish I knew what kind of hops were in it. Right away, it kind of smelled like citra, but I'm sure it's a kind of blend of uh, of hops they can get their hands on, um, which they can fire to water and get their hands on whatever they want. But um, but this is uh, this is this, this would be cool separately to drink next to Union Jack and Double Jack and see if there are any crossover similarities or if they're all their own kind of thing. Uh, Double Jack and Union Jack are, are you can definitely taste some similarities there. This one may be an outlier, but. An interesting experiment, maybe nonetheless. One cool part about doing this uh, podcast remotely with you, Harrison, is it allows me to Google as we go. Right. So this beer uh, from Firestone Walker has Cascade and Callista hops oh, in the kettle. Okay. And then for dry, it's Strata, Mosaic, Chinook, and Sabro. Ooh, Sabro. So strata and mosaic hell yes i get excited about those chinook and sabro i That's don't what know is. enough about the chinook is what i'm getting Ooh. is that the kind of uh grapefruity yes. starburst thing? thing yeah yes that's all i smell power of suggestion amazing um yeah it's true that's sadly not available in a cast yeah yet well, maybe they'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> ask him if you know him ask him ask your local fire to walker rep um um, Man. One really nice part, just to, not to go too tangential here, but for those of you that do have diabetes, the few of us, mm-hmm. um, or that watch your carbohydrates, this beer has five carbs. So really we're cool. talking about mm-hmm. 12 ounces of beer, half of an Oreo. That's a that's a good measurement. <laughs> that's a great. I'm going to do that all the time now. <laughs> How many exactly. Oreos is that beer? Right. Uh, let's go to burial together. <laughs> 900 <laughs> Oreos. 900. <laughs> oh, man.
What about Untapped, Harrison? I we just launched a pretty big update over there. Um, you were talking earlier about some of the changes for uh, every user that'll go into effect. Yeah, that's right. So there, yeah, there are a couple of different things that happen both on the supporter side, but then also, um, yeah, on uh, something that all the users are going to be able to uh, to really enjoy um, right. I mean, right away now that it's actually out there and released. Um, the one that kind of stood out to me was that we're Correct me if I'm wrong, John. We're expanding the review, the uh, amount you can write as a review. Is that correct? See how long, like the the characters? You got like 255 now. Yep. So uh, going back to the early days of Twitter, and even when Untapped was first created, that that character count was really important. Right. It helped to build what Twitter became. And Greg, when he was developing Untapped, kind of felt the same way. So he kept that character count on your description minimal. For a long time, supporters have been able to leave. It's uh, almost twice as much right. in their in their check in description, and uh, in the newest version of Untab, that's going to roll out to everybody who uses the app as well. You'll have 250 characters with emojis you can put in your check in. Yeah, that, right. The emojis that was the thing that got me excited because I feel like I do that all the time already and try to like just speak in emojis a lot of the time, um, although. Sometimes it gets more confusing than than it's worth, but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. That uh, you just have a little bit more time to, or a little more space to really make a memory there. Um, that was something that yeah that I really liked. Beer advocate for in the early days was just talk as long as you want, write a write a thesis if you want about this beer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so cool that uh, cool that we're 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 just growing a little bit there, and uh, excited to see how our users use that. Uh, coming up that'll be great what else what else john i'm, I'm sure i'm forgetting other cool things this that, this most recent release yeah another big uh big update in this release uh kind of gives it launches almost like a like a free version of the untapped supporter right. analytics so you'll be capped you can only go back and look at the most recent seven days but you'll be able to get if you're an untapped supporter you can do this going back years but for everyone that uses the app, it gives you an easy way to go back. You can see, you know, how many of your check-ins were at a new venue, were can versus bottle, right. what got the highest rating. Right. Like me, for instance, of my I had thirty check-ins in the last thirty days, mm-hmm. and eighteen of them came from a can. It was really cool to go back and easily just check that. My top rated was an American Wild Ale, which nice. makes sense for me, yeah. but. Um, Harrison, anything mm-hmm. cool on your end that you noticed yeah. sticking yeah, out? Yeah, going through it today, about 88% of the beers I had this month were beers I'd never had before. It's almost all of them, which is which is great. Mostly American IPAs, also not surprising. Um, and I definitely think that the – I recently picked up uh, New Belgium's canned variety pack right now. is two different American IPAs in it, and I enjoyed all those. Checked them in, so definitely contributed to – to uh, to that information that uh, the skewing towards American IPAs actually it was only three of them were American IPAs so it's not like an overwhelming amount uh, but yeah it's really cool to look at that stuff and kind of as you drink and expand your uh, your palates your beer knowledge all that stuff have a kind of a metric you can look back and month over month or quarterly or however you want to look at your life's metrics a lot of people do it daily on their their iWatch or whatever um, but uh, you know. Have that for for your beer as well, and see what changes or what's always there. 
um, at the top. After that, let's get ready and hear from our sponsor. But stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to be drinking the beer Harrison's been most excited oh about. Oh, boy. Want to show off your love of Untapped? Check out our online store and pick up Untapped branded glassware, shirts, sweatshirts, hats, more. Depending on how hot or cold you are, go to store.untapped.com and enter the coupon code podcast when you check out. That'll get 20% off anything you order. That's store.untap.com. Use the coupon code podcast, 20% off for you. Plus, it lets them know that you guys are listening, and we love that here. All right. Awesome. So I'm I'm pumped. This is the beer I kind of alluded to um, <clears throat> that we're going to drink next um, in the beginning. What I've been waiting for, uh, we're going to drink it right now. Lighthearted Ale from Bell's. Um, obviously the name itself, a playoff two hearted, which really is, I mean, I know I'm not saying anything original here, but such a great beer. One of the best IPAs out there. One that I fell in love with early in the, my kind of beer, you know, experience, whatever you want to call it. Um, absolutely love that beer. So when they revealed they were going to have a sessionable, basically version of it, I was like, that is sign me up. This is the best of both worlds. Let's experience it. But I haven't had a chance to, drink it until today so i'm pumped to uh to do this john um with you right now it's gonna be great i love i rem i remember how excited you were when we when we were kind of putting this episode <laughs> together doing 100 calorie beers like your face looked right. 20 years younger right. when you told me the bells bells exactly. is doing one too. that's right i almost didn't I can't sell believe me the you beer. waited this that's long right. i almost didn't sell me the <laughs> beer I was so young looking that's how excited i was yeah i know right how did i wait but um, so some quick hits about it. So obviously Bell's brews it again, session IPA. But this one's three point seven percent, so a little bit lower um, on the ABV side of things. And I believe uh, what they yeah, so it's got one hundred and ten calories, so a little bit about eight point seven carbs. So and they made a point of talking about that in their blog of like you know a lot of the the buzz is a sub one hundred calorie beer, but they felt like they would. Getting there would compromise real the quality of the beer. So, 110 still a sessionable, you know, low calorie beer by any any measure, especially these days. All the adjuncts people popping these things. So, and again, 3.7 percent alcohol. So you're even getting a little bit, uh, I guess, longer uh, longer drinking life with this beer. You can probably maybe put away 0.3 percent more of them than a 4 percent 4 percent like we just enjoyed but enough talking about it. i want to open up this thing and, and experience it john True. Let's, let's do it some of those numbers are pretty granular exactly. an oreo technically has 53 calories right. so we're talking about a two oreo beer Perfect. calorically but less than one when it comes to sugar count that's right. cool Ooh. Uh, different color as soon as it leaves the can. I'm excited oh, about yeah. this. I've 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 had this before. I had it on draft when it like like when it first came mm-hmm. out, and I remember immediately. I was like, "Man, Two Hearted was such a great beer." Yep. But this beer deserves its own praise. This beer is going to be great. I'm excited to hear you drink yeah. it. And it looks right away like two. It's much. It's the easily the darkest. It's more copper than straw. It looks almost like a. It's a little bit lighter than Two Hearted. It's not that orangey kind of uh, you know kind of hue of of co- a copper. I guess that I would call Two Hearted, but it's close to it. Um, big old fluffy head. 
Smells very similar. Obviously, too hard to claim to fame is that it's a 100% centennial hopped beer. That's all that's in it. I believe that, actually, I'm confirming now that from uh, Bells itself, Lighthearted uh, is brewed with yep. Centennial and Galaxy. And I love Galaxy. So you got to be, like, when I read that the first time, you got to be kidding me. Centennial is like my favorite of the OG hops, if you will. Galaxy is probably my favorite of these newer age hops. So this is like a combination of things I love. Uh, that I didn't expect to uh, to to happen. So yeah, it smells. It, oh man, it smells very similar to Two Hearted. That is wild. And they and they have such a great here. Let me oh, have a man. sip of this, and I, if, I'm going to share some thoughts. Mm. This is I get, yes, drink Ooh. it. This is so <laughs> different than the first two. It's hmm. amazing. Oh wow. Yeah. Ah yes. All right, so. Bells is one of those. That's very good. There's almost like a grape note happening, which is probably pulling from the galaxy. Uh, then Centennial punches through with that classic kind of piney, piney citrusy stuff. It does. Bells is one of those great breweries, um, and I've spoken, spoken about this a little bit before in the past. But um, they kind of has they're all almost all their beers have a very similar malt profile. So again, easy to talk about hops all day and use cool, colorful language there. Well, the malts kind of take a back seat, but it used to be that you could blind taste test a Bell's and a Cigar City and a Dogfish Head, and I could tell you what was what based on the base malt. I mean, most of these beers are, you know, 70 to 90 percent the same two-row grain, and then after that, it's specially malts that make the difference between what a pale ale and a stout looks like, but it's mostly the same base ingredient, a, a nice, usually two-row American or uh, or English malt there. So Bell's, and you can tell right away from the nose and the taste, uses that in all, the same two-row um, in almost all their beers, which is really cool because it's it's it makes it very familiar. It's almost like a band and, that you like that releases a new record where it's a new record, but it's the same band. Like it's always that same thing you can return to that is distinctly Bell's and and it's it's happening right now, which is really cool. And and it's like a like an old friend you haven't seen in a while, but it has it got a new haircut, and you're like, ah, oh, all right, I still know you and trust you, even though you look a little bit different. But this is this is really, I'm surprised that's what's jumping out to me. But it's it's also not that surprising knowing again how great Bell's is and how much uh, how much I enjoy it. No, I think you nailed it with the band. In a in a world where it's so easy to become loyal to a beer, mm-hmm. like people know Hetty Topper right. more than they know who the Alchemist right. is, Bell's does a great job. Like if Social Distortion released a new album, you could identify Mike Ness as the lead singer right. immediately, right. even though it's been ten years and it's a new album, and like that that commonality mm-hmm. between it, mm-hmm. uh, allowing you to kind of if you love Bell's too hearted, you'll probably like most of their other beers right. at least a little right. bit. Yeah, and that's happening here. And that's, again, really cool. So easily kind of jumping into, just because I'm I'm selfish and want to have this beer as much as possible, kind of my work-from-home office happy hour beer. This is the one that I can, again, early runner for that. After work, I'm heading down to the corner pub, and I'm having me a lighthearted, and then another lighthearted before anyone even gets there. And then I'll have my my one beer with the, <laughs> the office. Um, but this is... This is great. It's got a ton of flavor on the malt side and the hop side, and that's uh, that's really cool. And it does not look – I mean, again, you can look at the pictures of it on Untapped as well. 
um, if you haven't had it yourself yet. But it, it just looks like a like a little too hard, which is what it is, pretty much. I'm gonna I'm gonna over say this, but three beers, very very similar caloric content, mm-hmm. ABV mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. You could, if you gave me a blind taste test between all three of these beers, I'd be so. I could identify right. them now, but I would never uh, be able to point out that they're all 100 calorie, 4% right. IPAs. Right. Like this, especially th- this one is the most different to me that we've had so Either. far. Yes. And again, that's, that's, I think that's a, it's so funny how, again, old things become new, all that stuff. We're really like what we're talking about is like a, the, the, you could say American craft beers interpretation of what the UK has known forever of what's like a great after work. You're in the steel mill all day making, you know, things, the, the railroad tracks and uh, you, you walk out of there and you want to have a mild or a bitter and a, and you want something you can drink a couple of and, but not doesn't knock you out the next day. Cause you got to get up and do it all again. It's, it's tough work. So this is, is kind of our, discovery of that and if you are a fan of uk beers or you live there and you had a lot of them and you've had a lot of best bitters and and esbs and uh and milds like you know that that even though that that cat each one of those categories has so many different kinds of beer that all taste different um inside it so i think we're just kind of beginning to see what a low calorie sessionable beer can be in kind of the eyes and the hands of the American uh, crab brewer. And it's, it's so far really exciting, but you're right, John, we're going to see a lot of changes and a lot of different interpretations of this as people get more creative and, and kind of do more stuff with, uh, with low ABV beers. And, um, and I'm excited for that because it really is like, you know, it's again, we've said it a lot. It's what we want is the world where, Every beer is 4%, but tastes like a, a lacto IPA. And someone will do it. Someone will figure out how to do that. And we're going to probably see it. It'll probably happen soon. And that'll be that'll be pretty wild to kind of have this innovation happening on the on a more sessionable level. It's, it's exciting. I, I totally agree. Many times, uh, maybe not many, almost daily for the last three years, I've found myself on the phone with a pub bar restaurant in the UK, um, specifically like London Leeds. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't say other city names because I often say them wrong, but, (laughs) uh, but the, the big difference that I get that I'd walk away thinking, and this is subjective, but, um, Americans think 20 years is a long time. Um, our, our friends across the pond do not, but, um, but the, the ABV, like a cask ale, a a bunch of casks in America wouldn't work because they're all 8% and you wouldn't be able to turn them over in time. Um, and there's a certain joy I get from, I mean, this is 4%. I I have to drink twice as much, but, um, but I can, and that part's really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. If, if if I have to get through a Thanksgiving drinking double IPAs, it's it's gonna, right. it's going to end in, in a fight. political a argument. Huge, yeah, yeah. A fight in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not how you patch drywall. This is how you patch drywall, man. And then yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. But this is this is awesome. And on Untapped, I mean, we're seeing a lot of great activity on it. It was about, only about 16,000 check-ins as a beer that was really released widely, um, you know, back in uh, 
back in the first month of the year, back in January to the, I think that's when they released, at least in Michigan, and then it kind of moved nationally. Already more than 16,000 check-ins, 13,000 unique, uh, 2,600 this month. And I just, this is the one that I, I would kind of keep an eye on this summer yep. and just kind of watch it. But there's already the fourth picture as of recording this podcast on the Lighthearted's page on Untapped is a lighthearted, a bunch of hot dogs, a bunch of hot dog buns. Someone is getting ready to grill with this thing. And I think this is, um, even though I already said, uh, you know, uh, happy hour beer. Yes, I could. I mean, you know, color me not surprised if I'm standing next to the grill with one of these in my hand every other night uh, for the next six months. So this is going to be, it's going to be cool to see this beer kind of just grow, uh, grow as it gets a little bit warmer out and, and people are, are hunting down for hunting for something like this. So, so true. Uh, I mentioned uh, my untapped friend, Christine had checked into mm-hmm. Lagunitas daytime. I see that she's also checked into this beer nice. uh, very recently. What was neat about looking at your, how, who, the beers your friends have checked in on a beer like this is you can see like they've checked in multiple times. David Mm -hmm. has checked into this beer a lot this month. Good job, David. (laughs) Um, Someone checked in, said they're building the millennial Falcon. Um, Lauren makes a good point. Not a bad beer for low calorie, but not my first choice when I'm looking through the fridge sober. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, If I'm, if it's Friday night and I'm, and I'm trying to get, turned right uh, maybe <laughs> if it's friday night and i don't have to work tomorrow morning right. and I, that great time to open up that triple barley wine barrel age whatever um but for after work for for a wednesday lunch this is this is beautiful right. it really is and yeah again it's 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 again it's exciting it's exciting that we're here i really do see it as the beginning of a whole new kind of beer frontier that a lot of smart brewers are going to play around with and many have been for a while but i think with the kind of national attention that a lot of really reputable beer publications are kind of giving these local ipas right now it's going to be revisited by breweries who made made one a couple years ago and just called it a session ipa but now it's a low calorie ipa and and that's a reason to brew it again and maybe revisit how you made it. And um, knowing now what other breweries like Bell's and, and Oscar Blues and uh, Firestone Walker and, and Lagunitas and others have done. This is, uh, but yeah, this is, this is fantastic. It's what I wanted it to be. It really is. It feels like a, like a baby two hearted, um, which is, is perfect. I wish I had more of them. I already can tell I'm going to want this tomorrow again around the same time. And, and have to another another delivery yeah. to the door another <laughs> and the label on it looks like uh one of those fancy t-shirts that i probably couldn't afford right. the label looks beautiful it, yeah good job it's, it's almost i don't want to say retro because that word is overused and whatever but it definitely feels it feels like something you would see hung up in your grandfather's cabin by the lake like a picture of this in a in a little yes, frame it's that, you right, nailed right. It. that no one notices until you see it one day and a, go a right. sticker on the back of an old truck <laughs> right. that doesn't exactly. work anymore in a junkyard somewhere by some some riverbank um but yeah this is yeah yeah i like that yeah, great point i meant to mention that because i really do like the uh, the can art and the label art um uh, for this beer too but man i mean really cool really cool stuff keep doing the bells curly you know you've got the 
you got the IPA game figured out. This is this is awesome. I'm pumped they're sharing it with more people because this has been something they've done a little bit in the um, at their uh, center cafe before, but now it's released to the wild, and here we are enjoying it. And it's doing it's it's only about a hundred check ins behind Lagunitas Daytime right. this month. Right. So that's what I mean. That's a really close. Yeah. I mean, both of these both of these beers are getting a lot of activity mm-hmm. on Untapped. Before we transition into our fourth and final beer for this episode, Harrison, you actually brought this to my attention just a, I don't know, just a day or two ago. Um, what other half is doing to help? It reminds me a lot of what Sierra Nevada was doing with the wildfires in Northern California a couple of years ago. And so, yeah, can you just uh, kind of give me the the high level view? It's it's really exciting, and I think other half deserves a lot of respect for for putting this together. But I also don't understand it very well. Right? Yeah, yeah. So so what they're doing, other half out of out of New York, um, they have put together um, a basically a recipe for a beer that uh, anyone can brew, and so there's already been a lot of breweries that have. Um, gotten uh, behind it but really kind of as the world's battling the the COVID-19 outbreak they're they're trying to um raise some money to support the hospitality industry who's on the front lines of this um through uh the sale of this beer so the beer is going to be called all together the recipe itself is online anyone can read it anyone can brew it um I just saw a couple breweries from my hometown um brew it about two days ago so uh, but they're calling it a worldwide collaboration uh, brew to support hospitality professionals, and it's going to be called All Together. Now, something really, and again, absolutely right, John, that it's very similar to the Resilience IPA that Sierra Nevada made and then released the recipe to everybody, and a ton of breweries made it to help support uh, businesses and people impacted by uh, the North, Carol- uh, North uh, California wildfires. Yeah. At least on Untapped, there was over a thousand different breweries that made that Resilience IPA. Amazing stuff. And so, this one, um, for other half, kind of takes uh, takes a slightly different approach to it, um, where what they're doing is they have the recipe laid out, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of read some highlights of it right now, um, where they talk about the water profile of Brooklyn, which is pretty unique, um, but also pretty soft and neutral, which is cool. So, um, But the grain bill is going to be 81%, so as I said before, like a two row. So a lot of most beers are mostly two row and then 50% flaked oats and then carapils, which is a specialty malt that kind of can add some body, make a nice, give the beer a nice head to it. Uh, 4% of that. Um, and the hop schedule is Columbus, Mosaic, Cascades, Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Cascade. A lot of that being in the, actually almost all of it, uh, other than the Columbus um, being added in the Whirlpool and dry hop. So, the unique part about this beer, as they say right at the top of the recipe, is that it's designed to be flexible for brewers that want to make it as either a New England-style IPA or a West Coast-style IPA. Um, and basically, what you would do to adjust for each style is if you want to brew a West Coast IPA, you would add the Columbus hops right at the uh, the 60-minute mark of your boil to actually have the alpha acids convert to what are called iso alpha acids not important but basically make them make the bittering characters of the hop come out in the beer um so which is necessary for west coast ipa and then pitch what's called in the industry they call it the chico yeast or the um which is a um a yeast that sierra nevada basically 
I, I think created um, that a lot of breweries use. It's also referred to as 001, which is its uh, like catalog number for White Lab, which is a huge yeast company that a lot of breweries use. Anyway, a, a yeast that's going to pr- create a West Coast style IPA, or if you want to make a New England, then you don't add the Columbus at that kind of bittering point where it would create some bitterness, just add hops in the Whirlpool and the dry hop, and then use London Ale yeast. So London Ale yeast is um, known to create, kick off a lot of haze. And that's a, a big contributor to the hazy IPAs that we see today is the yeast that's used. It's not just the oats, not just specific kind of hops that kick off a lot of haze as well. Yeast is a lot of that. And so the London Ale yeast is the one that um, a lot of breweries use to make New England style IPAs. So you basically have two recipes here in one. And I'm, it's like a choose your own adventure. And I'm really excited to see which breweries do which version, if some breweries brew both, because they're going to be very different beers when you drink them or have them side by side. They're going to look different, they're going to smell different, they're going to taste different. Um, so it'd be cool if they brewed both, but also really need to see um, see if they pick one, you know, compare one breweries to another just to see what they're doing. Because again, water profile is going to come into play if you're able to use the specific hops they list or not. All kinds of variability here, but it's exciting. As, as was the Resilience beer, I had a couple of different breweries versions of it. They were all really good. It was a pretty classic West Coast style IPA. But this, again, makes me excited. And it's it's unfortunate that it uh, takes, you know, something as tragic as, you know, national, international incidents to, to create stuff like this because it's really fascinating um, to, to kind of just see everyone's different take on essentially what it should be the, the same beer. So we're definitely keep our eyes out for this. It's being brewed by breweries like literally this week as we're recording it. So it'll be two, three, four weeks before we probably see it out there in the world. But you know that we're going to be watching for it and trying to grab some to enjoy here. And now you guys know as well, if you haven't heard about that yet, definitely if you don't follow Other Half online or want to look this stuff up, it's pretty easy to look at uh, look up Other Half altogether Um Google that and learn more about what I'm talking about today. But it's it's exciting um, for sure. Pretty unprecedented um, and really just looking forward to supporting the uh, hospitality industry through, um, you know, through through enjoying a pretty awesome beer from a lot of great breweries that are going to make it. Uh, just in following up, Harrison, I, I noticed that Other Half has actually pledged their proceeds to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. Nice. And they ask any participating brewery to do something similar to that. You can already find a few of these coming up on Untapped, like uh, Percent Tap House, I think, was actually the first nice. to list uh, their collaboration. They're out of Harrisburg, North Carolina, yeah. but other half has already published Trillium, Side Project, yep. Monkish, Alvarado yep. Street, Burial, The Veil. Um, some of the big names in the United States and and even some smaller like uh, like your own local brewery is invited to participate in this. They've reached out internationally. Omnipolo, Northern Monk, Garage Project, yeah. Wild Lerving. Yeah. Look at this. That's right. The list is pretty impressive. Whiplash from Dublin, Ireland, and uh, but then also breweries from close to my hometown. Uh, breweries we're gonna be able to get our hands on so yeah i saw burials doing it and southern grist in nashville and yeah the 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 altogether dot beer is the website that 
uh, they have to learn more about it. We're going to see the breweries that are going to be participating, and a lot of them have already listed um, the hospitality groups they're going to, uh, you know, the proceeds this beer is going to go and support. So that's, again, really, really fantastic stuff. Pumped it's happening. Also, not for nothing, really cool that you're getting to see um, – you know, behind the scenes at other half, they're basically saying like, here's how we build an awesome beer recipe and just open sourcing that giving, you know, the, the, arguably one of the best, you know, breweries in the world right now, just saying, here's our playbook. Here's how we do this. Make a really great beer, go out there and make it. So, I mean, that got me really excited from just being a, again, a fan of, of well-executed beers too, to just, uh, to look forward to enjoying this and and also seeing how, other breweries taken on yeah garage project in new zealand there's all I mean, this is amazing a vegan uh in norway uh this is going to be uh really cool even stockholm brewing company in stockholm um this is uh this is great i'm confident that we won't be able to get our hands on nearly any of these beers yeah. but um but I, I can assure you that at least one of these variants will be on the podcast coming oh, up yeah. um and I think it'd be really fun to kind of compare some of the differences between them. Yes. Um, yeah. But thanks for, thanks for sharing that Harrison. I think that's, that's something that uh, we literally can all drink together. Yeah. yeah that's going to be exciting. With similar roots. So thanks for sharing that other half and thanks for filling us in Harrison. We've got one more of these low calorie beers on the podcast. This is good. I've already drank three beers and I feel good. I I could go out and mow the lawn (laughs) if it wasn't dark right right. now. Likewise. Although I'll probably settle for just kind of sitting on the couch and catching up on whatever Netflix thing I'm watching. The, (laughs) the last beer on this episode. um, I think the biggest debate about this one is how it's pronounced. Mm. But mm. I um, <laughs> kind of affectionately, I refer to it as onesie. I love. Um, some of you might call it oney. Um, I guess that's probably the only two that, that come up most commonly. But brewed by Oscar Blues, uh, oney or onesie, 100 calorie hazy IPA, checks in as a session IPA, 4% ABV. Um, and the notes they give us on untapped aren't exhaustive, but what I love is that they do tell us the hops that are in the dry hop are Eldorado, Comet, and Citra, which if you've been listening along, all three of those I think are new to the dry hop section of any of the other beers we've had. So I'm going to expect this one to taste differently mm-hmm. than the first three beers we've had, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit I've had this one before and Likewise. I'm really impressed. This beer this beer tastes exactly like the the New England trend that's that's still holding most people, um, myself included. Mm-hmm. I love a hazy New England beer, and this is this is exactly that. Um kind of candy, citrus, stone fruit. Uh it definitely throws some haze. I can see I can see you shaking That's your head right. on the zoom camera right. here. I know it's I know it's the nose, this thing. It's just massive. There's such an art, but also a science, as can be expected. And that those roads often cross and in, in brewing of you know, of dry hopping stuff. Like you could easily over dry hop something. It tastes like you're drinking a salad. Like there's just too much like vegetative stuff 
too much just raw, unboiled hops that sat in the beer too long. It can taste like wet grass. It can be cloying and gross. So um, none of that's happening here, which is you know expected and but also amazing that you know how 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 great um, Oscar Blues is at just executing um, on the the beer at hand. No exception here. And I've also had this beer before, and I couldn't believe it the first time I had it. I mean, let's let's dive in again, but I couldn't believe it was a session IPA because of for a lot of reasons. The nose right away it grabs you like like I, like you're, you're just going to drink a big old eight percent IPA. You smell this thing, you're like, this is loaded with hops. Yeah, that's the takeaway from this beer. It it's uncanny how much it Ooh. represents any of the yeah. any of the ten dollar cans yeah. I would buy individually. Right. Yeah, boom, huge nose, nice body to it as well. Definitely the haziest of the beers we've enjoyed tonight in terms of just how it looks and and all that jazz. Big fluffy head to it too. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. 100 calorie hazy IPA. The El, and yeah, El Dorado Comet, which used to be a wild hop, you know, and they kind of, kind of cultivated it since. And then Citra, which also definitely contributes to the, the haze of this. Citra is, kicks off more haze than any other hop I've ever worked with. So we've got a lot of things kind of working to their advantage here to make it look, yeah, like you said, John, like a, like a New England, like a proper New England pale ale IPA. Um, and man, but you can just keep, enjoying them again and again uh man it's almost unbelievable how right how low an abv it is you have a sip of it and it just you know it gets kind of tastes like an awesome hazy pale ale and i wouldn't think for a second to you know that this is doing something more trying to be a low abv beer trying to be something that's uh calorically kind of conscious and, and all that stuff it just tastes like an awesome pale ale or, or ipa that's just really good beer. I couldn't agree more. This this would be a beer uh, if you handed it to me blind. I would assume this is a seven percent right. made from wherever we are, whatever your local brewer is doing in New England. I I would comment that this is amazing, mm-hmm. and I could actually maybe drink one or right. two of them. It's it's just it doesn't have that kind of palate coating. Right. New England lingering right. flavor mm-hmm. that I love, but also. And the idea of drinking a few, this is, it gives me all that flavor in the front. Mm -hmm. And then it has like, almost like when we drank Pliny the Elder and it, it, like it was really powerful, but it had a really nice balanced, clean finish. And yeah, exactly. I mean, I would venture to to bet that most of the hops in this beer are just in the dry hop or the whirlpool towards the end of it. I mean, it's not very, it's not very bitter at all. There's a little bit there happening at the end, but tons of hop flavor. And just, again, such a well-made beer. There is no off note in it. It's just smooth and then like grapefruit, a little bit of grass. There's some citrus happening. Uh, and then it just kind of floats away. It's a very kind of, again, mouthfeel. The Flyjack was the most impressive, I think, so far tonight in terms of just mouthfeel. This one's in that same ballpark where you drink it and it just, it's it's that kind of, that hard to measure factor of any beer where it can really throw you for a loop. If you're blind taste testing something that's got a lot of oats in it or whatever it may be, that kind of adds more body while not imparting much more um, alcohol. Uh, it, it, yeah, your, your mind is kind of going like, well, this, you know, this, what am I having here? Exactly. What style of beer is this? What is, what is this? Cause it's, it's kind of sending me two down two different roads, but two roads I love. So great. Let's, uh, let's keep going. <laughs> 
This one for me is the most familiar mm. beer that we've drank tonight. It it tastes like everything I've drank uh, for the last year. Not everything, but all the <laughs> all the all you know all the big New Englands that I'm really excited about. Um, this it kind of it feels more comfortable, and it wouldn't be as uh, as much of a change if I was like going to visit you know, my dad and we we're going to drink a couple of beers together and, and talk about unfinished projects like we often do. <laughs> this, this would allow me to drink something that feels very comfortable, mm-hmm. but not, uh, not, not get very tangential right. in those projects after a few right. beers. And I would imagine it would go well with some, with anything as we've kind of established on this, this podcast again and again, is that tacos, pizza, barbecue, chicken, great. It goes well with, with, all, with all those things, but Probably like maybe my maybe my barbecue beer if I had to put it in one of those categories we talked about before, just because it, it I think it can hold up to a big old yeah spicy barbecue chicken breast that you're you know inhaling with some sweet corn and this guy right next to you. I mean it definitely because it also I mean it it's as flavorful as it is. It also it's kind of like each sip I take kind of almost cleanses my palate a little bit, which is really unheard. Not, not something you talk about with IPA. It's more about how dominating the hot profile can be. But for this, because it is definitely, it's, you know, it is a, a lighter beer. Um, there's something kind of intrinsically refreshing about it um, that makes you want to take that next sip and then grab that next can of it and, and all those good things that come after that. But uh, but could sit next to a big meal, a big barbecued meal you just grilled, um, and still still be something you're tasting and not kind of disappear into the background. And that's that's really cool. That's uh, that's awesome. And again, hard to do at this at this you know alcohol level and um, and all this stuff uh, being considered that went into this making this beer. This is awesome. And one cool thing as I'm looking through Untapped. Uh, this beer right now is getting a lot of check-ins at multiple locations called the Bishop's Arms, ah. which is a Swedish-based. Uh, it's it's a franchise. If we were here in America, right. there's a lot of them, but it's they they really do a good job of honoring good craft beer. And I think it was a couple of years ago, I was on the phone with someone at the Bishop's Arms mm-hmm. and they were talking about how Hennick from Omnipolo actually began as like a beer buyer and curator yeah. for the Bishop's Arms before he left and said, I'm going to open a brewery and see what happened. Right. And I think we all right. know what right. happened. Right. He, did, he, he does pretty amazing wow. stuff. Um, but it's cool to see this this beer getting a lot of check-ins over there right now. Looking through my friend's feed, the most recent person on my friend's list to check this in was Kurt, who is Untapped's CEO. Yeah. So, um, And he seemed to enjoy it as well. He checked it in at Untapped at home along with so many other people. It's really cool seeing on Untapped all the check-in photos of people using Zoom and working from home and kind of supporting the cause, if you will. Yep. Yeah. Um, but still finding a way to to go out and drink some cool ass oh, yeah. beer. I see Stephen Wren was one of my friends on Untapped had it on the twenty third of March and had called it a pretty good diet IPA, pungent hops diet IPA. There we go. Love it. Diet IPA, Stephen. You petting. do marketing right. well. Petting. Good job. I love that. Only a matter of time. But yeah, again, it's it's uh this is great. And again, it's it's available. Like I saw this in their in, in Oscar Blues awesome. I think it's like a 15 pack they do, or it's this and Dale's Pale Ale, Mama's Leal Pills. I think 
the can of bliss and maybe good night is what they call that beer. Now it used to be called Gordon a long time ago, which is how I'm, I'm dating myself. Um, but that, yes, you right, are. But that's yeah. a, and I, and I have a tap, I have an old tap handle that says Gordon sitting in some box somewhere in my, in my attic because we at a bar I worked at, we had it and they came in and said, here's the new tap handle. It's called good night now. But I took the Gordon one home. Um, so anyway, um, so it's, it's all over the place. I mean, this is, you know, that's, and I think, uh, I think we tr- do a good job of highlighting it, but something that, again, I think it, it bears repeating is that it, we're living in a really cool time right now where you can walk into your local grocery store or your local, you know, beer store and find an awesome, so many awesome beers, just well-made, great beer, um, you, you can grab a bunch of and head home and that's, that's never happened before. Never. It's never been this available. Great beer. It's really, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So true. We did four tonight. Um, one I, I wish we could have had on the show was, uh, stone brewings, mm-hmm. never ending yes, haze. That was impressive. That, that's another kind of low calorie yep. IPA that gets a lot of, a lot of check-ins. Yeah. Um, but this, I mean, t- this was the first Oscar blues, the first Lagunitas, the first bells and the first Firestone Walker beer on the podcast. Yeah. So, right. Uh, we're really excited to have all these guys available <laughs> and on the badge yes. as well. Um, so this should I, I expect we'll see quite a bit of people leveling up from the addition of these four yeah. pretty easily available exactly beers right, really. for most people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the never ending haze is fantastic. And then one that a lot of people are talking about now is the Wowza from uh from Deschutes. I've seen a lot of talk about that. It's really new on the scene. It seems almost a mandate now if you're a regional size brewery that you're that you're keeping up with this. One cool part about Wowza on Untapped, it's listed as a, a New England Pale mm-hmm. Ale instead of a Session IPA. I don't know if that'll make a lot of difference unless you're chasing the Wheel of Styles badge, right? Yeah, but it is on their on the can says locale hazy pale ale, so they're definitely they're identifying it as as such. However, I mean if you're if you're playing at home, it is also listed as having four percent and forty IBUs. So we're looking at also the most bitter of any of the beers we got tonight. This one's almost twice as much as as almost any of them. So that's that's interesting. That'll be on my list. I'm gonna subscribe to that right now, actually. So when it lands near me, I just I just know about that. Um, pick it up. We really need to do that episode on IBUs. I know. At some I know. Point. It's just every time I say it, I laugh. It's canonized <laughs> that we just put it off till later, though. Yeah, we'll keep exactly keep 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 pushing the keep push kicking that can down the road, if you will. Fantastic, cool stuff. So wrapping up, it's been a great show. We went way over our time, but um, hopefully, those of you listening at home are enjoying the extra twenty some odd minutes now. Yeah. And I'm going to ask Harrison to put his 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 hops where his mouth is <laughs> all right exciting don't do that don't yeah, don't, don't ever eat hops. hops don't um, ever do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but we were talking quite a bit about giving each of these beers an allocation so uh let's run them down yeah. man what have you let's got let's do it so for for the poolside beer i think that was one of the the, the first beer we had the day daytime was it jumped right out to me as something i could or no, the boy, the more point one, yeah, the the flyjack. Excuse me. Here we go. Let's let's remember. So flyjack was the one that got me excited about the pool. I'm going to put that there as my my poolside beer. Um, it was the mouthfeel was surprising. It was it was great, and it could easily kind of hold up if I'm sitting in the sun, getting not tan, but you know, like a light red 
um, be something that's refreshing as I'm quickly dehydrating in a large body of water, which is difficult to do. Um, what about you, John? What uh, what jumped out to you for uh, for poolside? Poolside for me is lighthearted mm. because of how it that was the beer that gave me the least linger. It was a very uh, I'm gonna it was a very clean beer, mm-hmm. and if it's 95 degrees humid, I'm by a pool. Um, I'm looking for something that's almost water. And of the four right. beers we've had tonight, lighthearted is the one that I can like, I can open that can and I can drink all 12 ounces without putting it yep. down. And I love that about this yep. beer. Fantastic. Cool. Um, in a different situation, the, the basic framework is we're at a barbecue, but I want you to picture it, Harrison, like it's not you in your backyard barbecuing, but you're at your in-laws and your mm. father-in-law is, is running the barbecue uh. and he's asking you, how's work going? <laughs> or maybe even worse, it's like you're, you're at a work event. You're right. at, you're at Kurt's right. house and the CEO is hosting a yes. barbecue. Um, what's the beer you drink right. there that's, that's comfortable, but sophisticated. Right. And it keeps maybe. me appropriate. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, uh, yeah. One, the one I still have in my hand right now, um, easy to do. I think that the mouthfeel of it will allow me to not chug this thing down in a second. Um, it kind of, as soon as every time I drink it, I'm something in my brain says, pace yourself. This is a beer. Um, it may be more five or six or 7%. Um, so, you know, take, take your time with this guy. So that kind of the pumping the brakes that, that happens when I drink this, I think would be appropriate for any formal barbecue. You may find yourself in, I think one e is a nice thing to dig for in the in the cooler. And if someone who stocked that cooler grabbed that fifteen pack from Oscar Blues, of which this beer is in, don't grab the good night. Don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> go for the one e. Go for the cool tide I can, and you'll you'll make it out of that barbecue alive. You'll be fine. What about you, John? I couldn't. I could not agree more. I'm going to call it onesie, <laughs> but uh, but that's. For for very much the same reasons, I'm I'm nervous when I'm at an event like that, especially if it's people I don't know. And one, one, it's comfortable to me. It feels like I'm drinking the beer that I drink most often. But it also it 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 kind of instills that hey, slow down. Yep. Don't just crush a lighthearted and then grab another and and shotgun it with your boss. (laughs) <laughs> beers onesie kind of the flavor profile that that brings seems to enforce some responsibility for Wonderful. me cool next up was mowing the lawn or you're cleaning up the yard painting the fence power washing the house whatever it is you're outside it's hot you're sweating it's taking longer than you thought and you go to grab uh what john what's your kind of i'm yard working today beer what'd you discover today for me, I'm going to use Flyjack in this instance. Mm-hmm. I think um, if I remember my tasting notes correctly, Flyjack it, it has a bit of a lingering taste. So it's not something that's going to distract me from the work I have to right. do, power washing right. the house, mowing the lawn, <laughs> whatever. When it's nice enough for me to be doing some outside work, but I still want to accompany it with a beer. Yeah. Flyjack, I'm going to choose that one because it's two, three, four beers. I can drink as much as I have to, but it, it it's not something that I just feel compelled to just crush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one, though. What about you, Harrison? It was tough. I mean, almost, you know, the, the poolside and the mowing the lawn scenario could almost jump back and forth. But for me, daytime fit in here really well. There was kind of some 
some lemongrassy, certainly citrusy notes happening there. Very clean, very crisp. You know, it get, you know, I'm, I'm on the lawn. I'm, I'm again, I'm hot. Uh, I'm looking for something that's very refreshing and easy to kind of have a couple gulps in the can is gone. So uh, daytime definitely checked that box. Um, and really, I mean, as I said, I think while I was drinking it, that it's it was a, a kind of a something that, that yeah, maybe a go-to summer beer overall. And I do spend a lot of the summer doing yard work. So fitting that uh, the daytime is, is the beer I choose for this. If you've had a good summer, it should, this is subjective, but it should <laughs> hearken or bring back memories of, of at least at one yeah. point mowing oh, a lawn yeah. um, and maybe sweating a little mm-hmm. bit and coming inside for what used to be lemonade right. and now is daytime, now daytime. or, or flyjack. <laughs> um, the last one, I think we changed uh, pretty much last minute uh, based on the whole change in the world since we were planning this podcast, right. but um, I think it still applies. Initially, it was going to be kind of what beer is your, what's your happy hour, just got out of right. work, going to be a long night. Um, or even still now, like I like the idea of what's your Zoom mm-hmm. beer or your office meeting beer or, you know, what's your, I'm working from home and I want to stay responsible beer. Yeah. I mean, both those scenarios, whether it's, you know, when I'm heading back to the pub and we're all able to do that again and, and grabbing a beer or I'm right having a, a Zoom happy hour that I think it might be 15 minutes, but turns into an hour and a half. How do I stabilize myself there? And it's lighthearted. Again, I said kind of selfishly earlier that I want to I, I work, you know, work five days a week. Uh, so like to be able to have that beer as much as possible. And this is the, the category for that. Something that I can end of each day go, you know what? It's lighthearted at the clock. I'm going to go grab one of those at 5 p.m. Um, and then uh, and, uh, around 5 p.m. Um, and enjoy to know that I can have one or two again before the rest of happy hour even starts. What about you, John? So it's easy to deduce if you're using deductive logic <laughs> that my last one is going <laughs> to be right. daytime um, from Lagunitas. But uh, if I had them all to choose, daytime from Lagunitas is what I'm putting yeah. here. That was the beer that it, it it gave me enough flavor. It was the, if I had to put one of these in like a West Coast mm. calorie mm. conscious IPA, it was daytime. And it, especially if it's if it's a happy hour, if I've got things to be done, um, but I still want to kind of enjoy myself and have a good time. That tasted a lot like a beer that I would. Uh, it's hard to put that into definitive terms, right. but daytime, um, that's the one I'm going to for work from home. Perfect. Any of these I think would be a good option. And what's most important is that Harrison and I are uh, air quotes beer experts <laughs> and air quotes not experts <laughs> at yeah. all. So there is no right or wrong, but we definitely encourage you to try these beers. And if you pick one of them up and you don't like it, what's most important is to know that the next one you pick up is going to be pretty mm-hmm. different. That's true. So try them. And if you want to try them all and you remember to use the coupon code podcast, go to the Untapped store. We finally or rather just recently <laughs> released the tasting uh, flight board. You can buy an Untapped flight board and some tasting glasses or you can buy them individually. Yeah. If you're interested in getting one, make sure you use that coupon code podcast so you can save some money on the purchase. But otherwise, thanks so much for listening along with us. Of course, the show notes and any relevant links are going to be available at our website, podcast.untap.com. 
If you have any questions or feedback for the show, connect directly with Untapped on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or connect directly with me and Harrison on our Facebook group, which is Drinking Socially. Yep, and, and as always, you know, make sure you have your Untapped app up to date with those new updates out there. You want to make sure you're enjoying all the great stuff you can do. So update if you haven't in a little bit. And check out Greg's list. Remember, we're still you know tracking who's doing delivery, curbside, takeout, all that stuff right now. The world's a little bit different, so Greg's list is the spot to look at and find out where you can find you know a place to deliver great beer right to you a lot of the times or close by and go grab and yourself and, and, and enjoy tonight and you know leave us a review if you like the show on itunes youtube we're on youtube you don't know it's, it's a lot of fun to uh to check it out over there some fantastic comments we've seen in the past and other than that we'll see you in two weeks cheers, cheers.